0: attention real estate agents who want to win more listings want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents if so then join me on a very special free webinar event titled how to beat experienced and egotistical listing agents without commission cutting and overpricing On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word LISTING to 444 That's LISTING to 444 And make sure to stick around for the huge, game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's LISTING to 444 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a super guest today, a broker, an agent, and a big real estate investor. I got Michael Young on the line. Michael was referred to me uh, by Matt Johnson, who does a lot of podcasting for uh, people like Greg Harrelson and Jeff Cohn, and he spoke highly of Michael, said you got to get him on a show. He's, you know, been a broker from the early days of 1990 or so. And and anyways, we're going to jump into some uh, really good stuff. So without further ado, Michael, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, buddy, why don't you give everybody a rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better?
1: I've been in business since 1990. I sell about 100 homes a year. And I invest all the proceeds after taxes and expenses into back into real estate.
0: I love that. And that's what I preach here. I call it LTI, left to invest. So let's get in some nitty gritty. So we have another term here, which is your ECI, which is your ego commission income. Some agents like to call it the GCI, which is gross commission income. Michael, what is your ECI, your ego commission income?
1: Somewhere between $1.3 to one, five a year on, on brokerage income.
0: All right, great. And then, what would you say your net profit is on that?
1: Well, I run about seventy thirty, so uh, you know it's going to be about seventy percent before taxes
0: that you keep. I keep. Okay, so let's say one four. So seventy percent of one four is almost you know a million bucks, right? Right. Okay. So you get a million bucks, and then what would you say your LTI is? You're left to invest. Like after you pay your personal costs, right? What is left for you to invest in real estate?
1: After taxes um, and regular expenses, somewhere between two to three fifty a year.
0: Okay, so you're spending let's say two seventy five a year on real estate. What are you What are you buying now?
1: Well, I've always invested in mobile home parks and apartment buildings, just multi residential. Mostly mobile home parks. How come? Well, because at least in the Bay Area, I can, I've never been able to find a better real estate investment than, than mobile home parks. They're, if you understand how to how to really work them, if you understand the concept, if you understand how to buy them right, um, then I, I've never found a, a better real estate investment than, than mobile home parks.
0: And so when you're buying a mobile home park, are you... You know, are you just buying the land and then the people bring their mobile homes and rent the land from you? Or are you renting them the whole package with a mobile home and the land?
1: Well, I have a couple of different models. I own some mobile home parks that are five-star, 55 and over, really beautiful with, you know, wonderful green belts and, uh, you know, pool area and clubhouse. And those are really very, very nice. And there's never a vacancy, ever. Um, th- those houses are not going anywhere. Those are prefab homes and uh, people with very nice incomes and, and so on and so forth. Then I have another model where I, where I take uh, trailer parks, old trailer parks, where they're mismanaged or there's a problem with the seller or they just have a either drug or alcohol, alcohol problem or maybe they're, they're, you know, it's a probate or something or they just want to get out. I'll go in and yeah. you know, take all the homes out. And then put brand new homes in and jack the rent up by about forty percent.
0: I love that. What they call a value add.
1: That's all I do is value add investing. I no longer I no longer buy uh, anything without value add. I, I I don't even look at cap rates. I, I wouldn't even know mm-hmm. what how to calculate a cap rate.
0: Right, because a cap rate usually well, not necessarily, but many times now is the backside of a flip. A lot of these things for sale now is the backside of a flip where someone's already value-added, you know, already. They've bought something, fixed it up, you know, and then now are selling it and selling it at a cap rate.
1: Right. I I just buy, fix it, and keep forever.
0: I love that. So talk to me about the first piece of rental property that you bought. When was it? How did you do it? And how did you go from that to owning, you know, mobile home parks?
1: Well, I started very small, and I started a long time ago. Um, I started, you know, what, 27 years ago, 28 years ago, uh, just buying, you know, either a single-family home or even a mobile home. And then I just uh, kept flipping and up, just trading up and just kept pyramiding. And then I realized that it's actually a lot easier to just have one roof and one foundation, then 5, 10, 20, or 50 roofs and 50 foundations. So that's pretty much what I've the formula I've used.
0: And so how many units do you own today?
1: Approximately 300.
0: Okay. Now, let's talk a, bit a little bit about your brokerage business. Why don't you tell me about that?
1: Very simple business. Um, I prospect four hours a day. I go on listing appointments. I negotiate contracts. And everything else, I basically bring everything in and my two full-time assistants uh, service it. Very, very simple.
0: Yeah, very simple and highly profitable. So you're essentially the agent. Do you have your own brokerage?
1: I do. It's called Princeton Pacific Properties.
0: Okay. And so you're your own agent. You're your own broker. So there's no overhead to a broker. no additional overhead to a bunch of... You know, team members and that sort of thing, uh, and then you have two salaried people that I assume probably you could say spit nails. They're really high-level executive assistants, right?
1: They are. They're also they're also licensed.
0: Okay. And where do the hundred deals a year come from?
1: They come from usually about three different sources. Well, maybe four. Um, one would be first and foremost probates, new probates. Uh, that I get every, every day, every week, every month, every year from, from different probate courts in the Bay Area. Uh, then I have a large sphere of, of estate attorneys, trust officers, fiduciaries that are a combination of repeat referral and sphere. Um, then I get some business, not very much because the market's so strong, a little bit, tiny, tiny bit of expired for sale by owner. I basically don't really even go after those anymore because it's just, it's just not worth the time anymore in this kind of market. And then I'm also tied in very heavily with the Mike Ferry organization, so I I get uh, a lot of business from that as well.
0: You mean just referrals from other people that follow Mike Ferry? Correct. Got it. Okay, so let me talk a little bit about... The probate and the attorney referrals, right? So if somebody is listening in Cincinnati, Ohio, or, or some other part of the country, and they say to themselves, you know, I want to do what Michael Young's doing. What what advice do you have for him? How did you first get into getting referrals from uh, probate and, and attorneys and that sort of thing?
1: Well, I still prospect four hours a day, so it's, it's not... Well, I, you know, I don't have an av- I've never advertised ever in my whole career, so mm. I'm, I'm very very proactive about going after business. Um, it takes a while to start getting referrals from attorneys. It's going to take you, if you have a script, if you know what to say, if you know what to do, if you know how to follow up, if you are consistent, it'll probably take you three to five years to um, to start getting referrals from attorneys. And I can help people with that if they ever want to call me or email me. I can certainly help them set that up. But... Um, but I, I started doing this back in nineteen ninety five. Um, I was being coached by Mike personally, Mike very personally, and the for sub by owner and expired business that I built my business on from nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety four basically was drying up because the market was starting to go into um, expansion in ninety five. In a panic I called Mike and I said, Listen, I, I'm in trouble here. My my thirty or forty deals a year that I can do on expired and for sell by owners is going away. What do I do? He said, He I don't know what to tell you. Um, I hate attorneys, and you know I don't know what to tell you. I said, well, I got to do something that has that has no, it's not affected by e- economies or anything. It never changes. And the only thing I can think of are people always pass away, and somebody has to sell that property. He said, well, I don't know what to tell you. He said, um, I can't help you. I said, well, I'll say what. Keep coaching me, but I'm going to take, <laughs> you know, your 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 lens, your view, and I'm going to apply what well, all everything I've learned from you. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to set up a whole system to do it he said knock yourself out and that's what i did
0: okay so give us specifics so so what exactly did you do what exactly do you do when you're prospecting
1: well every day i make it a habit of calling i have 500 estate attorneys in my in my sphere and I, i i spend about an hour a day every day calling them and you know i call them each about every three to four months. So I'll hit a certain amount every day. Then I'll get a certain amount of leads that are given to me by my staff that they pull up. Um, I also have a runner that does that, and I'll call those as well. So it's a two-prong attack. I'm getting brand-new probates from the courthouse. And then I'm also calling um, repeat referral attorneys in my sphere. So, it's again, it's a two-prong attack. I'm, I'm, I'm never sitting back and waiting. I'm always going after it.
0: Okay, so let's pretend I'm um, an attorney. You have not called me before, right? uh uh-huh. And you're calling me. Can we role-play this?
1: Sure. Ring, ring, ring.
0: Hello. Hello, may I speak with Pat, please? This is Pat.
1: Pat, my name is Michael Young. I'm a realtor, and I know I'm probably premature. I was calling about the Smith Estate.
0: Hmm, Smith Estate. No, Um. doesn't ring a bell.
1: Okay, well, your your name is, is on the probate filing, uh, do you think that your uh, staff might have filed something without you knowing it, or maybe maybe something wasn't brought to your attention yet?
0: Hmm. Quite possibly. Okay.
1: Well, maybe it was my error, but um, you are a estate attorney, correct? Yes. Do you ever have upon asset review any clients that may need a free price opinion or market analysis or data death appraisal for thinking of selling down the road? Yes, yeah, sure. Wonderful. May I check in once, maybe a quarter? I'll never email you under any circumstances. When and if I do call you, it won't be more than about 10 seconds just to check in to see if you need anything. Uh, do you, would that be okay if I did that? Sure. Wonderful. By the way, anything coming down the pike right now that may need some help? Even, even if they're not selling, maybe I can help you in some way?
0: Mm. Mm. Nah, Michael, I can't think of anything right now.
1: Excellent. May I check in three months from now, just to see if you need that? Sure. Thank you so much. I'm really appreciate your time and look forward to working with you. Have a great day.
0: Okay, so now let's rewind the the tape. There. So, was there really a Smith Estate?
1: Normally there is, but if the, in the early <laughs> days, I would cold call. Yep. I don't need to do that anymore because now I get them all from the courthouse, so I can I can call on a specific state. But let's say there was no. Let's say I'm just calling in general, which I never do anymore. But let's say I did. Um. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Mr. Hyben. Yes. My name is Michael Young. I'm with a company called Princeton Pacific Properties. I specialize in estate and probate sales, trust sales. I'm just wondering when or if you might have any clients that may need specifically service from a realtor that specializes in these kind of sales.
0: Um, no, Michael, not today.
1: Excellent. I appreciate that. Thank you for thinking about that. I know you're very busy. Man, possibly check in once a quarter. I promise I'll never email you. If I do call you, it won't be more than 10 seconds just to see if you have any estates or probates or trusts or have any questions or if you need any comps, need any day to appraisals, appraisals, any, any finance questions I can answer for you, any escrow, title, things I can help you with. May I check in maybe just once a quarter to do that? Sure. Fantastic. By the way, anything coming up right now in the next week or two that may need some help?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean I just got one across my desk now. I don't know, you know, what how you can help me on it though.
1: Would you like some comps?
0: Sure. Wonderful.
1: May I please have your email address?
0: Sure. Pat at hybin dot com.
1: Great. Now you're mine. <laughs>
0: Okay, so so talk to me a little bit about the process. I, I understand, but for those listening, you know, what, you know, is, is it as simple as that? You know, you're, you're basically helping them with instant market analysis of people's estates that just died, right? You're, you say your date of death appraisal so they can make decisions.
1: Here, here's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you if you're trying to get this kind of business. I'm never going to waste your time. I'm always going to tell you I know you're busy, to show deference to you. Any information you need, you'll have within probably half an hour from either a title company or comps because we work lightning fast. Um, I'm always going to call you every minimum two to four months, always consistent with that, and I'll know exactly what to say and what to ask and never for a minute ever assume that you have nothing better to do than talk to me. So I make it short, to the point, respectful, and if I know you a little bit, I might even banter with you, but I'll never, ever waste your time. And that's how I'm going to beat you. Hmm. I'm never going to talk about myself. I'm never going to talk about my company. I'm never going to try to sell you on anything. I'm just going to completely be of service.
0: And I guess eventually they just, they're like this, you know, do you have some attorneys? I mean, you say you have a, a list of 500. Do you have some that you called for two or three or four years bef- and left messages before they finally said, man, i you know, you call me all the time? Leave,
1: I never leave messages, Ever.
0: Hmm. You don't leave messages. How, how do you get past the you know secretary?
1: I either do or I don't, but I'd say I probably have probably a 75% hit rate. And Getting it, past the gatekeeper is more of an attitude. I mean, you can have any script with you want, but if you don't have the right attitude, it's almost like if any of your, any of your people have ever gone to a restaurant and ever not had a reservation but got the table anyway, it's all about your attitude, it's all about your intent, respect level, and you have to be a little bit, not urgent, that's not the right word, but you have to be very assumptive, extremely assumptive, a little bit in a hurry. Don't wait for them to ask you a bunch of questions. You have to, again, get to the point, be very businesslike, sound like you already you know know the attorney perhaps or are doing business with them. But if you say, hi, this is Michael. I'm with Princeton Pacific, and I'm calling about the cherry estate. They're going to just, you're dead.
0: Mm. So what do you say instead? I'll say, hi, it's Pat there. Mm. just like that you use first names and you just like hey. absolutely yeah Yep. Uh, may I say who's calling
1: yes yeah, Michael Is pat in
0: and so you're just kind of you, you're just pushing
1: I'm just pushing you right out of the way
0: and, w- and w- what can I tell him this is now if you know
1: I, I, will, I will tell you this if you're a driver personality like I am I'm going to be in trouble because the driver's not going to take that crap but if you're an amiable personality
0: analytics might
1: you know, sometimes they'll be blowing a fuse in their head so they won't know what's going on. The,
0: um, the, the DISC, so it would be the, the empathetic person. No, no, uh,
1: no, the, um, the um, expressives. Yep. Expressives will want to talk all day long, so that's fine too. But the drivers are the ones you're going to have. The, the, if, you, if you have a driver gatekeeper, that's going to be the tough one. You're going to have to outdrive them. You're going to have to hit them. You're not You can't show any fear. Hit him head on, and there's a fifty-fifty chance you'll get get past them.
0: Hmm, so and if I say, if it, may I tell them what it's in reference to?
1: Yes, probate. Are there? Is is Pat in? I, I have to run a meeting. Is Pat in?
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great.
1: I mean, you have no choice. If you if you don't, you're dead. You're never going to get through.
0: Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company, Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form. That all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters, use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm going to give this form to you for free, just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text script, that's S-C-R-I-P-T. To 444-999. That's script. To 444-999. This is great stuff. Now, you know, how long did it take you of making these calls before you got your first you know, comps sent over and and how long did it take after that before you got your first listing from somebody?
1: You know, back then it was like shooting fish in a barrel because there was no competition. Now, because of myself and other people over over years and years and years of doing this, um, it's become kind of a little niche that everybody knows about. And, uh, but back then, you know, 22 years ago, whatever it was, 23 years ago, there was nobody doing it. Maybe a few people, but not, there was no script, they didn't know what to say. I was making it up as I went along. And I had to make scripts, make objection handlers. I had to create it all for myself. But it was easy because, again, there was no competition.
0: And, and now attorneys are sending you, anybody that's died and there's an estate and there's property to sell, bankruptcy? Do you deal with that?
1: You know, I, I used to, but now because of the economy, there's not a lot of that. I, in fact, it's mm. funny, I started calling pre-foreclosures about six months ago. Haven't really had again very much luck with that, so I stopped calling them. Mm. I'm always trying to find you know areas that people are not hitting because I'm not afraid to make the call. But I still go back. It's you know, it sounds like a broken record, but you know, in, in a place like the Bay Area where you know we have a very very strong market to go after expired and for sale by owners, you can do it. But good luck because it's just uh, first of all everybody's doing it now. Cats, has been out of the bag for years and years and years, mm. and they've either relisted. Or they've sold it, or they have no motivation. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go after them anyway because I'm not gonna waste my time or theirs.
0: I spoke to one agent that uh, that does leave messages for probate attorneys, and he he basically says, uh, "Hey, hey, Michael, my name's Pat Hyben. I got your name off of Yelp. Can you please give me a call back at 555-1212? And yeah, see, yeah, they think, oh, you know, they don't know whether it's a client or what or. And, and they also, when they hear Yelp, they don't want someone, you know, giving them a one-star review on Yelp saying, this guy sucks, you know, he didn't even return my call. So immediately they, they call back, even though it has nothing to do with Yelp.
1: Yeah, see, I think it's clever. I don't, I don't ever want to fool somebody into calling me back. And I, and I respect what they're doing. I respect, you know, the aggressiveness. I think that's great. I want to start off with an attorney or, some, or any client offering my service. And I talk to so many people, I talk to 20 or 30 people a day, I don't need to, to play any games with them. I can just say, here's my service. Would you like it or not? Because I know if I if I say that 20 or 30 times a day, two or three people are going to say, yeah, I do want your service. You sound like a nice guy. You sound like you know what you're talking about. You're to the point. You're not messing around. You're not ego-based. Yeah, I'll give you a shot, or you can call me back. So, But that so- is but, but I think that's very clever what they do. I just don't want to start out the relationship that way because, believe me, you, you do that with attorneys or CPAs, they're going to get pissed off eventually. And they're going to say, don't ever call me again because I thought you were whatever. That's been my experience. Attorneys, yeah. are very, very they, have, they have you know very, very fragile egos. Hmm. At least that, that's, been that, that's been my experience for 23 years
0: interesting very interesting so what tools do you use Michael like what what if someone out there wants to do this themselves what what tools how do you get the names the the information on the probate that sort of thing
1: you know as as you can tell by, by my lack of being able to even use Skype um, I don't have any apps I don't have any big tools I just old-fashioned way I get the information from the courts and I call.
0: And so, do you have someone that goes down to the courthouse to get this information, or can you find it online now?
1: The court, yeah. Some you can find online. Some courthouses, I have runners because we can't get online. They will go to the courthouse, and there's a there's a form that I have that they will glean the information off the uh, files, and then they email them to me, and then I call them.
0: Hmm. And and so basically, if someone's listening in another city, another state, if they just go to the courthouse and right. wait in line, and and what. What question would they ask?
1: May I please have the probate files? What's it? Actually, I've, I've, I, truth be told, Pat, I've never ever gone. <laughs> Twenty-three years ago, I sent my assistant said, "Go, go get me the stuff from the from the court and see what comes up." Yeah,
0: but I've if never, you send, I've
1: never actually gone.
0: But if you send your assistant with that intent, you know, and again, it's an attitude. Don't come back, you know. Just, just go get me the probate files <laughs> once a week, you know. <laughs>
1: That's pretty, that's pretty much what I said. Here's what I need. I need the, the, I need the person who died, the decedent's name. I need any addresses that they owned. I need the attorney's name. I need the personal representative's name. I need all the heirs' names. Go get me that. And they they always have.
0: And how often do you get that?
1: I get it every day.
0: Every day. And Oh, yeah. And um, every day. You fresh out of the oven. Get, fresh, out, <laughs> fresh out of the oven. Then you bang out four hours of prospecting. When When do you do it? First thing in the morning?
1: Yeah, so I get in the office normally around 7.15, and normally by 7.15, 7, excuse me, 7.30, 7.45, I'm on the phones.
0: Wow. So you're on bright and early.
1: I am. Well, my stop's here at
0: 6.30. Really? Oh, yeah. And what time do they leave?
1: 3.30.
0: That's awesome. And you you have them get there at 6.30 because you want them to have all the probate information ready for you when you show up?
1: Not only that, I want the office buzzing by the time I get there.
0: Mm, nice. And, and I really think people get more stuff done between 6.30 and 9 than they do between 9 and 5.
1: Oh, that's, that, I think that's one of our strengths, that we're, we're there before most people even get up. Mm. And the well, clients know that.
0: That's awesome. So um, let me shift gears back to the investing part. So, you know, how do you find... If you're searching for, you know, it's easy to find, I think, single-family homes or homes to rent. It's easy to find nowadays, especially it seems like everybody and their brother is syndicating some multifamily apartment deal. You don't hear much about the mobile home aspect of it. You know, are you finding these things through commercial brokers, through the MLS, or are you knocking on doors? What are you doing to find uh, mobile home parks?
1: One of my, um, well, actually both now both my, my staff are trained to find deals for me. So my office is kind of like almost like a family office or a hedge fund slash brokerage house. So it's not just a brokerage house. Um, when when someone comes to work for me, they understand that, that that I run five different businesses, not just I'm just not Michael the broker. I've been that for many, many, many years. If you come to work for me you're going, because I wear a lot of different hats, you're going to have to wear a lot of different hats. And one minute you might be dealing with my managers of my different properties, or you're finding me deals, or you're putting out a fire with a client on a brokerage deal, or you're getting me probate information, but um, this isn't like just a regular brokerage house. This is a, I'm, I'm a businessman who happens to have a real estate brokerage company, and my earned income comes from real estate brokerage. All my other income is passive income, uh, and all I do, you know, 20 to 40% of my day is, is spent building my asset base. And I happen to do 100 deals a year.
0: I love that. That's a great affirmation. You know, I'm a businessman or a businesswoman who happens to be a broker, an agent uh, as well. And I'm sure that right. bro-
1: bro- Go ahead. Oh, no, please. I don't want to you. Go ahead.
0: I'm sure the brokerage part of it keeps you real fresh on on the market and everything else.
1: Well, what's nice is that, see, brokerage, from day one I knew that brokerage was a means to an end, and I told Mike Ferry that. I said, listen, I'm 27 years old. I really don't want to be, you know, 50 years old and just selling real estate. I want to be financially free. I have very specific goals I want to hit, and so I want to first learn your system. Then I want to take the profits from that system and buy, you know, build my asset base. He said, fine, that we can do. And so that's always been the focus, not just – that's why I'm, I, I never got into REOs. That's why I'm not interested in selling three, four five hundred deals a year, a thousand deals a year like my friend Josh Barker or, you know, all these incredible guys that I grew up with at MFO that do amazing, astonishing jobs selling homes. I was never into that. It was more about I want a certain amount of profit, and from that profit I'm going to reinvest it, and I want a certain net worth by 50, by 60, by 70, by 80 – and so on, but again, this is run more like a hedge fund or family office slash brokerage than just a brokerage house. This is a this is a machine that that you know works in harmony together.
0: I love that. I love that. I love. Uh, and when you say five different uh, businesses, you got your brokerage, you got your mobile home investing, your investments. What would the other three be?
1: Well, so for example, so I I have one business that is just. Investments I've had for 20, 25 years. I have another business that I'm uh, aggressively with another partnership pursuing other properties. I have another business that does nothing but flips little properties Mm. to go into other properties. Um, I have another small business. I wouldn't really call it necessarily a business, but I do. I do coach or, or consult with with realtors on how to build a probate business, but. Again, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm not competing with my mentor, Mike Ferry. This is simply something I do once or twice a month that if people want, I'll do it. But, um, but it is a small little type of a business. And uh, then I have another business where I'm managing my family's assets as well. So they're all little, little LLCs and little corporations and little mini, mini companies, but they're all, they all have to be managed.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Michael, this is this has been great. You've touched on two things that we don't hear much about at all uh, on this show, but I think they're very, very unique and uh, proven ways of making money and a decent amount of money in real estate. And uh, I love it. I love how you've built wealth. I've love how you've gone after a niche that no one else was really going after at the time, and. Uh, how you've perfected it so thanks for sharing with everybody i'm going to put all of michael's information on hybendigital.com backslash michael young if you'd like to reach out to him it'll be there hybendigital backslash michael young michael once again thanks buddy and if i'm up there in the cali uh area i will definitely uh look you up and uh, we can break some bread
1: oh it's been my pleasure thank you for having me
0: thank you for listening to real estate Rockstars. stars please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We're so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you gotta do is type in my name, I'm everywhere and easy to find, I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network.
0: For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.